learned how to press a button, I wouldn't have to do Fuck all of this. <laughs> yeah, he is the tech yeah, man. Dude. I just need you to press one button. I, and maybe I just have, be on button. time. Yeah. I have yes. <laughs> right be on time. If you're not early, you're late. Right. If you're not going to press a button, be on time. Dude, I with the amount of time I spent hearing you complain about recording, you would think that I'd pick up just like one or two one, things. something. Nothing, dude. Zero. I'm like the talent, dude. I show up. <laughs> you, like, what do you need? You got quite the podcast left, I, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? They pay me pretty well for this. I, I guess hear. they do. <laughs> well, uh, we're back with uh, Chief Pat Kehoe and the, the man, always, dude. always <laughs> prince of the, of the South Side, uh, Billy the Hitman. He I and, can't wait till you take over for me, man. And oh, before we oh, get started, so we're there. <laughs> Pat has been riding you kind of hard since we got here about your tattoo. What, Pat? What's this all about? This was his tattoo from Engine 45 and Truck 15. Is this the Bud Light tattoo? This is the, no, this is the young, <laughs> no, this is the young gun tattoo. Yes. No. Let's, let's see it. And I know I'm he not, mentioned it's some. It's on my back. It's on my back. <laughs> it's, well, it's a, it's a back. tramp stamp. Yeah. His lower a, back. He's got a tramp stamp. Like Listen. real lower back. Listen, it, it, we were the baddest dudes at the time. <laughs> let's see. So nothing and memorializes I know he named a lot of them at this last <laughs> podcast. Billy, Billy, is this tattoo below T6. <laughs> is it below T6? No, it's not. Billy, okay. no. Billy doesn't know what you're talking about. L- listen, he listen. Know hey, he wants to know what T6 is. What's T6? <laughs> wait, wait, listen. No, they've only done uh, uh, three Terminator tr- movies. Truck 6 right? is, uh, you know. How about oh, yeah, we just do a me. Billy roast? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, we haven't gotten to the good Pat Keogh stuff yet. So. Well, oh, yeah. You well, got some? Billy, you got, you got the microphone. Why don't you yeah, like us? Let's hear this, Billy. Well, so, uh, give us, give, when people say... Like, talk to you about, Pat, what's your go-to story when they're like, hey, you know, if somebody was to say, Billy, tell me something about <laughs> Pat Kehoe. And so save that one. But the the next one then, bring that one up right now. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, what, when you came to us in what, 16? About 16. I was I was in the 6th Battalion in 15 on the third shift, and I changed shifts because I was always, always on the second shift. So I wanted That's to when be, you guys link up. That's when we link up. Okay. Link up. Yeah. So Pat comes to us, and we were happy, happy to have him. We Pat, did late. you know about Billy prior to you going there? Oh, I've known oh, Billy yeah. a long yeah. time. Yeah. Just okay. never really worked side okay. by side with him. Right. Well, how do you guys link up then? So I'm on a squad. Pat comes in. As yeah, before that. You said you know him for a long time. Well, we all, just we, for being around, be around the around. area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just be bopping around like you guys. Yeah, because like, I was yeah. on the tower. Tower, yeah. So it's all in the oh, same area. Oh, so you guys would. Yeah, it's all in the same area. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, when do you guys actually meet? Well, Like initially. Fuck, that was a while ago. Way before 16. Way before 16. When you guys actually right. meet up. So Pat was, yeah, you were at Tower 39. Then you were, you were, were you officer there too, right? I was the captain of Tower 39. Yeah, he was the captain of Tower 39. That's were you guys he, always on the same shift? Is that how you guys Yeah, were second shift. Passed? I was always on the second shift too. Yeah, same, I was too, yeah. except I was on the first shift for a little while when I was on truck six. Right, that's when you went down, you took Johnny uh, Glenn and the guys yeah. went downtown. Right. And then I was on third shift on truck 22. Third shift in battalion six, but mostly second shift my whole career. So were you always his boss? Or no? no, 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 no. So Pat, when Pat so came, when did you guys meet? When's the first time you guys met? Oh, oh man. shit, I couldn't even tell yeah. you. Yeah, fuck, fuck, it's a while. Yeah, it was probably, probably when Pat was captain. Even before that, probably before that, probably when I was a fireman on one twenty three. Yeah, Matt. yeah, probably around then. Yeah, yeah. so ninety because I was always in that area, and so was Pat. Pat was always in that area. Would he? Would Pat have made the? 
the Young Bloods crew or no? Yeah, he'd have been. Young he would have yeah. made it in there. Young, young Guns. guns. Young I'm Guns, sorry. man. He's a good that's, that's uh, straight. Come on. Right, come dude, on I'm now. sorry. That's, uh, I'll get an honorary Young Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> tattoo. Rusty old pistols right. Tattoo below, yeah. above <laughs> the left ass cheek. <laughs> We're going straight to the tattoo parlor. So anyway. Dude, I got one. I'm getting one, too. Yeah. Pat comes to us as a chief, which we really were looking forward to. because Were? Yeah. Yeah, because what was the chief that we that was leaving? Oh, you had Basil. Basil was good. Yeah, he was leaving, so we were glad we knew who was coming. You know, so Pat gets there and everybody's happy. You know what I mean? And probably third shift too. <laughs> but we third were, shift was happy to see me leave. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so it's funny you say that. So I'm on third shift now, and they hate me. And <laughs> doesn't but, matter and, what shift you were on. But but the shift I started off on. Um, they always used to call me Uncle Corey because I was like, I'd come in and be like, yeah, I, was, I was like the cool uncle. You know, yeah. I, I was like, ah, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah. Just, you know, if you yeah. need me, let I'm me just know. here for the day. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just here. You know, I'm fucking, it said, are you Uncle Pat on, on fucking yeah. first shift? Is that what you are? Uh, second third shift. shift. Uh, or well, second shift. Second I'm sorry, shift, coming yes. in. No, I was just jag off on third shift. <laughs> Where do you still? <laughs> right, still. Yeah. still. Right, right, right. I don't think third shift. Re- <coughs> And it, the good thing about third shift is, oh, you guys are, you're getting pack heel. You can have them. I go, we'll take them, fucker. Come on. We'll take them. Yeah. What? It, what was only, it was only one company. Yeah. yeah. What? Billy. Why did I, this, they I don't know Pat? why. I don't know why. Come I on. Listen, I, listen you hey, know. We, we had no reasons. How about it, Pat? We didn't. I, I, there was I, no reason. I mean, you know. Why? You have no idea no. why they hate you on third shift? Because I expected them to do their job. Do their job. I did. That's no, how I, I was. Yeah, I That's all yeah. I wanted. No, yeah. I like it. I wanted to get I wanted I wanted to get along. Yeah. They but didn't we, like change. We had some friction. Yeah, they didn't. Oh yeah. And one was incident. Was it rough ha- coming in there or no? One incident happened in the house and I they didn't like the way I handled it. Oh, okay. Sure. Right, and that was but it. there wasn't not every one of them. No, it was just, just probably three of them. Those the were the guys happy were, to see who me. Made it fucking, yeah. Were made they guys with time on? One of them was. One of them was. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But but it's a loud mouse that made it proper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, so they want a certain yeah. guy there and I didn't want him there and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Billy, you were yeah. telling us your favorite Pat Kehoe story before Corey derailed you. Oh well, boy. I don't know if it's a favorite story. It's probably not one of Pat's good stories, but perfect. Uh, this is what it's, we've it's been digging for. for so uh yeah. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho. If you're a city employee and you get hurt, you have the option to request Sports and Ortho when you're being assigned some physical therapy, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can always choose us. We're on the city plan, so if you want to come to us, we are happy to see you. Yeah, you're, you're not locked into whoever they send you to. You can always make a request to go to a better facility if you'd like. And sports and ortho is a good alternative. We think so. Pat gets a good fire away. Damon? Yeah, 46th and Damon. Right. So a what? I love the fact that Billy's just like, hey, you got a good fire. <laughs> he's I like don't a Damon. Yeah, <laughs> that knows exactly what he's talking yeah. about. I, think I know oh, where was, he's going. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're coming in. I mean, uh, he boxes it. Right? No, he didn't, box it. he didn't box no, it. No, we come in and it's still. As a chief? As a chief, I was a battalion okay. chief. So we can see it. So we pull out a firehouse. That he's yeah. got something good going. So we're, we're all excited. We get there and it's it's rolling. It's a story and a half frame. That you got there before them? Oh, yeah. He's already on. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's there. Parked uh, on the front lawn. I like to park at front lawn. Yeah. Are you front lawn guy? Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. hate it. I don't I hate it. I was up north one day and parked at the front lawn. The neighbors looked at me because it was all, it was a nice neighborhood. <laughs> New York City. What the hell is he parking <laughs> on the front lawn? So 
uh, he's got a lot going on. There's, we got communication problems. We got, I mean, couldn't get up their stairs or whatever. They couldn't get up You said it was a, just a house? It's a story and a half. Story and a half frame. frame story and a half frame. Okay. It's going through the roof. Oh, that's your favorite kind but, of house. Well, anyway, it's yeah. we, they can't get up to the attic. And we're, like, like Pat said, we're looking for options here, right? So Yeah. And my, fire's blown out of? Everywhere in the back. In the back, all yeah. the back. Fire's in the back. Fire's really, in the is back. this the attic story that you were telling me, or is this a different yeah. story? Okay, so, so I can scratch that off my list. Tight gangways. Yeah, tight gangways. I mean, so I brought up the pad and go, hey, how about we throw a ladder to that attic window and just go in that way and start hitting this thing because we're losing. Yeah. So, He's Pat, like, as a chief, how receptive are you to, like, help when you got – Somebody like Billy coming up to you, giving you... That's where he's the man. Yeah. Very receptive. I, I always... Honestly, I always had good guys. Yeah. I really did. I could always count on them. So when they had an idea... So he didn't dismiss you, Billy. You came, You were like, hey, let's do this. And did you think it was a good Well, we had a pilot. You know, you know how it is. Did I think it was a good option? Yeah. No, but the best option at the time. Right. Okay. Because so. I don't like going through a window in a line. But sure. Right. It was the best option at the time. We had a pile of guys at the front door. They're making no progress. Can't get can't get upstairs. So, I mean, what, what are we going to do? We're squatting. We're coming in a little bit Billy, later. I like it. You throw the Hail Mary. What, like, well, it's not I, I, said, I told Pat, I said, well, we got to do something different here. You know, right. let's, let's do, I, so I grab a ladder off the, me and Artie, grab a ladder off the, throw it right above, right, right in the front yard You took there. it off the truck? Took it off uh, the engine. Took it off uh, 122. Right. I think off it was the engine one, or the yeah. tower? I, well, one or two, whatever. We took it off. Throw it right to the window. But the, the ladder is having a hard time. He's on yeah. the front porch. Uh, nothing it, it, was going right for us. Yeah, okay. that was, yeah that was, it was at an angle a little bit. And I'm in a but room. it was so, definitely up in, were, in the attic. Were you right? getting flashbacks of when you caught the girl? No, oh, I was like, I'm like, I, I'm like we'll get this. <laughs> Not again. Me. So I got, I got grabbed the line, come back, grab the line, and just record quick, you know, go up the ladder. First thing he tells me, I don't want you anywhere. Stay right by the window. Stay right by the window. Hit it from the window. You didn't want him going in. No, because want... the black smoke's pumping out over his head. Yeah, he's like, stay, get inside not, the window. It's not turbulent or nothing yet, but I see it's it's going to get bad. It's a thing, yeah. 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 It's going to so, get bad, right, so, so don't go too far. All right, just setting the stage again. Story in half frame. Yeah. We got fire pumping out of the attic, for sure. Pumping right? out everywhere. Sure. We got, oh, fi- yeah. we got fire. Behind, actually, we got fire behind a door in the attic. Yeah, it's, the, the attic was split in half. But, and that's all closed off, but the smoke's pumping out the front window. Okay. We got a, we got a pretty good... Uh, a uh, pretty good group of guys in the front, and your where's your setup? I'm yeah. in side A. Oh, you're on side A. Yeah, okay, I, just I, hanging out on the lawn. Always so you, my, you got always a, you got a good deal of what Billy's exactly. trying to attempt. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and Bill, you you pull up and you're just trying to make something happen. Well, like like, make... like I said, but we see Pat needed some help, so we, like we see a bunch of guys jammed up in the front. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna jam up with I them hate guys? Crowds, dude. Yeah, hate yeah. crowds too, right? So what were they having a hard time making the door? Make they were a hard time making making the attic. Making the attic. Yeah. So okay. I said, well, let's let's try this. So yeah. we, we throw the ladder. We get up there. I grab the line. And that's there. on side A. You throw yeah. the, the ladder? right in the front where Pat sure. can see yeah. me. He's yelling at me all the way up the ladder. Don't I don't want you going too far. Stay there. This is getting ugly. I, I got it. I got it, Pat. We're good. We're yeah. going to get this thing. You know what I mean? And, Pat, from your perspective, what are you thinking? Well, what I'm, what I'm telling him to stay where he's at is because I'm thinking it's going to light up on us. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You think it's going to flash. I'm getting ready for it to light up. And you know... That my guy Billy over here is just a fucking pit bull, and he's just going for something. Like he's just going at it. So him and his, him and his partner, leash. him and my yeah. partner. Yeah. So Who? I got already, already ran. Okay. I mean, already. Uh, uh, yeah. So me and Artie. So Artie's at the bottom of the ladder. He says, "Get inside the window and wait for me." Yeah. Okay. 
So I get inside the window and ain't and too you bad. guys have wh- wh- where's the line from? Uh, I think it was one. 123. Yeah, 123. Okay, so the pump and engine. 123. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh, obviously 123. So me and I, I get up there and I tell Artie, okay, you know, I get the line in, they charge it, right? Artie's making his way up. And the way the ladder was, it was kind of fucked up. Okay. So you had to kind of maneuver. It wasn't it was, sitting real well. It wasn't sitting there. real well. You had to be careful. Locking, right, yeah. right. So I get inside there and I go, oh, I say, too bad. I can see below the, the pump out line. You know, I guess oh, I got this. There's a window. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press pad here. I'm Is this, all right, so referencing your, your old nonsense, yeah. is this this is after the grab? And no, this no, is, no. This is this is a different fire. Well, right, but I mean, you like in, in your timeline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. is before, or yes. this is after you. This you've is way done, after. Yeah, way it, after. This is after you get fucked up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After okay, that, yeah. so you're a crafty vet. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Officer. I'm thinking yeah, this, I, is, this is when he gets fucked up again. Yeah. So <laughs> come on. All right. I, I, so I get inside the window and I'm like, oh man, this ain't as bad as I thought it was gonna yeah. be. You know, Wait, so, is it attic or is it? It's an attic. It's the attic, and I can see it. I can see the door. Okay. I can see it burning through the door. Oh, so it's a live-in. Yeah, it's a yeah. Okay. I, don't, oh, I, don't yeah. Know, I don't know what's on the other side gotcha. of the door, yeah. but I get it's a open. It's a bedroom where I'm at, and sure. straight ahead. Yeah, you, so you got good visibility. Yeah, I got good okay. visibility. It's, so now you want to do I'm what Pat told you not yet. to do? Yeah, I'm not even masked up yet. This is I'm, almost never a problem in your history. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so disobeying. So yeah. So uh, I said, you know what? I'm already going to make his way up. I'm. I, you know what? I'm going to hit this. I'm going to knock this down. I'm going to knock all this fire down. You know what I mean? Okay. So stop you. Pat, you see our guy disappear through the window yeah. that you clearly told him not to go through, right? Yep. All right. <laughs> Quietly yep. saying, yep, he says. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot going on, so sure. I, I turn around, I turn back, they're both gone. I fucking like, knew it, dude. I, fu- <laughs> I, God damn, I told him. <laughs> and now right. my heart's pumping big time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I get inside the window, and Artie's on his way up. I got my guys coming up. I go. Do you, in, in the time of events, Pat, like, is there anything else going on out from the oh, outside? Oh, yeah, there's going a lot on. of stuff going on. What else on is going on while he's doing this? They're trying to get in the front door. They're still trying to get yeah, in. Yeah. Okay. The, the, Tower ladders put in the main of the roof. They're okay. going to open the roof. What's left? Yeah, what's left of the yeah. roof? Right? What do what do conditions look like on the outside oh. as he's gone? I got a picture of it. It's not good. Black, <laughs> pump and smoke. So it's getting worse. Not not turbulent yet, but it's getting worse. Okay, so it's getting worse. Bill, yeah, go so ahead, dude. <laughs> I get in there. I get in. There, I drop down on the floor. You're in a I'm, bedroom. Yeah, I don't even have my mask on. Yeah, you're like, like this God. is beautiful. In I here. look out I, can hang out I see Artie trying to make his way up with his tools. I go okay. I got this. What do you guys, uh, just for point of reference, what do you guys bring for tools? I, I do my Halligan bar inside the thing. That's it. Okay. That's all I brought because yeah. I had the pipe with me. Sure. So I'm, 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 I'm going to be on the pipe. I'm, yeah. I'm good, right? Yeah. So I drop my bar inside the window in case I need it. Helping Artie in. Yeah, yeah. Artie's come to come the door. I go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make I'm gonna make my way. I'm going to hit that thing, right? right? They charge the line. I get the thumbs up from the engineer. I look out the window. Pat's looking somewhere else. Yeah, he's clearly, I, yeah. clearly looking I, out. I, I, purge, I purge the line. I got pressure. I I hit it. Well, when I I start making a little, I get a little closer, a little closer. Well, when I hit it, I knocked that door in that was holding back all that shit. Oh Jesus! Right. Wait. So you 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 were shooting the line at the door? That oh, well, there was open. burning. Well, you don't. You can't see. So you now you're see. hitting yeah. just whatever you're hitting. I'm hitting the top of the peak of the of the, of the frame. Oh okay. Oh, it, so you did see smoke. You oh, saw I see fire. fire. I saw oh. fire coming through the, through, the, through the top of the door. Right. Oh, all right. So, okay, cool. Well, when I hit the door. That's all it needed to let the whole door go. You know what I mean? Oh, just bust up the door and it. Came right and guess what? Billy didn't have enough water. <laughs> I don't believe it. That's no. the bottom line. Not <laughs> enough water to put that much fire out. That's correct. <laughs> so what happened? Come hit me right in the face. I mean, knocked me, threw me back, knocked me down. Fire knocked you down. Knocked me down. Yeah, hot as hell. I'm like, shit. So I'm trying to grab the line. I'm trying to hit it. Already comes in the window. I'm already. 
and Artie's clearly thinking, what the fuck yeah, did this Artie's guy screaming, do? Yeah, Artie's screaming, where are you at? I'm, I'm over here, I got it. He goes, you ain't got shit. He right. Says, he goes, okay, so, so he comes over and he goes. Do you have your helmet on this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he comes over and, he, and I grab him by the collar. I said, listen, I, I'm pretty spent here. I go, uh, he goes, come on, we can make a push. I said, Artie, we're losing. You know what I mean? We, so we, what do you see? I, a lot of fire now, a lot of fire. Coming in through and that door. That, I can hear not the radio quite. going crazy. Right? Yeah. I'm like, so Artie says, come on, we'll make it, we're going to hit it. So I try hitting it again, and I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I grab Artie by the collar. I says, here, take the pipe. I, I got to get back to the window. I got to get a blow. I'm sure. Fucking, I'm fucking done. You yeah. know what I mean? He says, are you sure? I go, yeah, I'm done. Is he, he masked goes, up or no? You know, we're both masked up. We can't, we're just yelling at each other like this to each oh, other. Oh, you're just shocked. But you're yeah, just, that, yeah. that initial hit that you took oh. from, that kicked your ass, huh? Oh, dude. You, know, laid, you, you couldn't recover from that. Laid me out. Yeah. I was trying. I, I couldn't get enough air. It felt like doing my no mask because that's how spent I was. Yeah. So I told Artie, I got to get to the window. I got to get a blow. So he goes, okay, let's, we'll, we'll both go to the window. Well, I get to the window and Pat's there. What the fuck did I tell you? And so, Pat, I, what do you see? I was so spent, I couldn't answer him. Yeah. yeah. As, as this is still going on. So you know they got the line up there. Yeah, they got the line up there. <laughs> you know they're like trying they're, to make a push. Seems like Artie's making some headway yeah. here. But he's oh, at the window. Oh, it did win- seem. Okay. Yeah, he's at the window. I can see he's not with it. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, get out. You know, I'm using some explicit, explicit language. Sure, sure, sure. And, yeah. I, and I'm not a yeller. Was yeah. I a yeller? No, he's not a yeller. I says, get down, get down the ladder. He couldn't get down the ladder. Yeah. I was he was, he was like hypoxic. Yeah. So we had to send guys up the ladder yeah. to get him and bring him down. Yeah. Right. So now he's standing on the sidewalk. And I'm trying to tell Pat I'm okay. Yeah, he started telling me he's okay. I said, you're not okay. Sounds like a bully. He didn't yeah. And, yeah. And, and Mike Cummings, the engineer, he's stripping all his clothes off of him. Oh, yeah, I was smoking. And they take him to the ambulance. <laughs> and then Mike Cummings back comes back to me and says, Billy says he's not going to the hospital. So I went to the back of the ambulance. I opened the door. I says, you're going to the hospital. I slammed the door. Oh, yeah. That's what and I told him. That's what I told the medics. They go, I think he's mad. Where's, then I picked him up at the hospital. And, 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 and he wrote him the riot act on the way home. Yes. yes. Where's Where's Artie? Artie, so, so Artie, Artie, Artie did a good, Artie good, did job. A good job. But yeah. Artie had the, the mask on yeah. for, from the get-go. Right. So he was ready to go. Right. So when they, when they came up to get me, another guy went in with Artie. So, and they... Started knocking it down, you know. But yeah. all right, so going back up a little bit, so, so you you make your way out, Chief. You've still got a fire to put out, yeah. Um, and so, what what do you do from an operational standpoint? What do you got going on? Well, then we're getting all our searches outside done. of the Billy Show. We're getting all, yeah. our search, we're getting all our searches done. They got water out of fire. Everything's going well now. Okay. Did they end up going from the, from the uh, attic to knock it or both. second floor? Yeah, to most knock of, it down most or? of the stuff they had already put out. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh? But once it lit up and it started going out the window, and once it vented, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was an initial when it the, when the door opened, he just didn't have enough water. Right. To I was gonna say out. like, ironically, if this is the same work wife that I have, um, I'm at the end of the day, I'm saying, well, I was right. I just didn't do it the right way, right, Bill? Correct. Like the, okay, all right. So that's that is right. absolutely is, correct. Is that the same conversation that happened or no? No. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> I, probably, I probably swore at him a lot more than his wife did. Uh, on yeah, the way yeah, back probably. in yeah. the buggy. Yeah. Because I picked him up. Well, from, yeah. from yeah. Billy's perspective, I could kind of see where, where he was like, this, and it was the same thing that got you in trouble when you were we walked into that where the flashover yeah. actually hit you. Yeah. You were like, yeah. There's nothing here. This yeah, is piece this, of cake. I got gonna, this. I got this. And it and the same thing just happened to you. But you had Pat here who knew in his heart. Yes. Billy, don't go in there. Yes. He, don't he, go. Don't make that push. That's where a good chief comes in. 
Well, I mean, you gotta listen to him. Had you had one, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> no, motherfucker. If I didn't let, if I didn't let him go in, I should have just kept him if down. If he had told me for sure, don't go any further, not so, just not just a casual, don't go any further. So, so after after you go, what do you go to the hospital for? I was just I was dehydrated. I was, dehydrated. I was you're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I was actually. I don't even know what I was because I wasn't making any sense. He wasn't. He wasn't talking any sense at all when he oh, came he out. Was I remember oh, saying, no. "Pat, I'm okay. I'm good." But he wasn't talking any sense. He was like almost confused, like he was hypoxic, you know. Yeah. Wasn't getting enough oxygen. Right. I could. I, I felt like I couldn't get enough air. He couldn't get down the ladder himself. Yeah. Yeah. It took me oh, a while well, to get down the ladder. Up. Yeah. So, so you end up going, um, and and chief. So you're you're dealing with it. it. These guys are putting out the fire. You you got in the back of your head that. Billy's. Did anybody else go, or was it just him? No, just that was me. the only one. Okay. All right. So, what what else do you have going on at this fire? Well, once we put the fire out, um, well, this, this is where the deputy came, and I told the yeah. deputy to get back in his car and go home. <laughs> that doesn't. Sound All right, like go you. go on with that part of the <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, that's the good we, part. We didn't get to that. So, a deputy shows up. Well, after the hard, after all the heavy lifting is done, right? Yeah. Well, the first thing that happened was. <clears throat> We used to take these uh, run sheets, these 42202s. You, sure. you know they're yeah, the paper run they're, forms. They're, yeah. per, they're ambulance run short sheets that the uh, ALS companies used to do. So I used to have to pick them up every day, count them. I never wrote, oh. I never wrote them in the journal you like I was pick supposed to. pick them up out of the HIPAA box. Yes. Yeah. And then I was supposed to drive in the district. So on this fire, I'm driving the district. The district's at Roosevelt and Blue Island. So I was two blocks away. Beautiful and, this time of year. <laughs> so two blocks away, the still comes in. So I turn around and I take the cylinder and I get there. Is that the old firehouse that's not there anymore? No, it's no. the new one. The oh, old Engine 18's house? Engine yeah. 18's house. Okay. Oh, Engine 18's house. Engine that's, 18. That's where they, <laughs> that's where they right. do the sh- Chicago fire show. That's the firehouse. Where the, yeah. real, where the real heroes oh, are. Oh, I watch, I watch it all the time. I know you I, do. I, I just, so, I, I, so I get back to the, I get to the fire. Things are not going as like I would like them to. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but, you know, the guys are doing a great job. Yeah, no. The, the guys have always done a great job. Just difficulties. Of what Just a lot of difficulties. It's a two. It's a story and a half frame. It's at 46 and Damon, which, if you're familiar with that area at all, everything's right up next to yeah. each other. You know, There's when you no see, gangways. No, uh, when you see an open lot, that's because we burned it down. It <laughs> yeah, is. It's correct. It is. So I get there. Everything's under control. This deputy pulls up. He gets out of the car. He's like, I just got a phone call about you. So what's your phone call? He goes, they want to know why you didn't box it. I said, I didn't box it because I need to box it. I says, I'll tell you what, why don't you go get those fucking 4202s, take them with you, and get in your buggy and get the fuck out of here. I said, you should have been here 10 minutes ago when I almost lost a guy. Yeah. That's when you should have fucking been here. Get the fuck out of here. Well, talk, tell us about that one. Well, would you have gotten him if you had boxed it? Or he, he would have came. He, he yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he told me, well. But uh, just on a regular still, you wouldn't get him. No. He no. came on his own. He came on his own. That's okay. what they do now. Okay. And they didn't come to our fires much. No. But he showed up there. He was actually off shift. He wasn't our deputy. Okay. Our deputy would have never came. No. Because he told me that, uh, well, he actually told me, Tim Walsh called me and wanted to know why you didn't box this. Because Tim Walsh is the district chief. <laughs> Tim Walsh doesn't fuck And I know Tim Walsh didn't call him. Yeah. yeah. So I called Tim Walsh when I was done. I said, did you call this guy? I never called that guy. I said, okay, makes sense then. So what was this fire? That was this the is forty six and Damon. Same oh, fire. that was that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And he's we're not gonna mention names, but not well respected. Yeah, sure. But like but this guy, again, like you wanna help. 
Monday then, morning quarterback. Then, then be here. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking don't. don't or, come up to me. Come up to me. You want to help take those front forms and get out of here. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the fire's over. We're, we're, we're so done what, now. What, um, what if he would have just came to you and said, hey, Pat, just out of curiosity, why didn't you box it? Is that a different conversation? No. No. No? Still? <laughs> it's not. Okay. It's so nice. what? Um, Only because who it was coming from. Probably. Yeah. Bill, so. Probably. <laughs> I don't work. I don't work, work for Chicago. So I'd say fuck this guy. I, I don't know. But, but going to the story, Billy, what, what made this guy a badass to you that day? Well, I mean, let's put it this way. Pat let us. Pat knew his guys pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he knew us all. The we all knew Pat. Still, and right? the guys that, he yeah. knew what we were capable of. He also let us go as far as we could, we thought we could go. And if we didn't, if we thought we couldn't go any further, he, he would tell us time to go out, time yeah. to get out. You know what I mean? Let us work. I mean, to that when, near the end of my career, when Pat was gone, that didn't happen a lot. I mean, everybody panicked. All these chiefs panic now, and they pull guys out. And, hey, you, you know, it's just you, not the Do you same. think that's a result of us losing so many people? I think it's. They're gun shy now, like. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, that's exactly it. that's what I think. I mean, what, what what are your thoughts on that? But Pat? let me just go back for a minute on, on the guys. I, I don't think I never thought I was a badass. I don't. Yeah, no. I, I, I thought that. <laughs> Billy, please, no, 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 I, I, no, I know. But uh, you know, we communicated with Pat and everything. Though. Yes, right. my guys. I had three great houses. I had one twenty three in the tower, one sixty in the squad, and fifty in truck eighteen, and then the three ambulances: ambulance one, eight, and forty nine. I had three great houses. Great guys to work with. I had great guys at 101 and 54's house that would come to my fires in 84 and 49's house. I always had good guys around me. So it made my job a lot easier. Sure. And I I was blessed to have that group. I mean, I could have went somewhere else and could have been totally different. You didn't really have to micromanage because... I didn't micromanage any of them. I just let these guys go to work. No. When I first went to Battalion 6, I had a guy on 116 that had... Over 40 years, he was the officer, Jerry Cambria. And you can't ask for a better fire officer. I mean, he, you know, when I was in the buggy, I would rush out of the firehouse. I'd run to the buggy for a fire, and my stomach would hurt every time I pulled out. <laughs> my stomach only hurt because I didn't want anybody to get hurt or killed. Sure. And 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 it's not that they're going to do the wrong thing. It's that they're aggressive. Right. That's what it is. That's the problem. And 116 right. was very aggressive, but I'm telling you right now, Jerry Cambria always did the right thing. Always did. And, you know, I had, I had an old timer on the tower too, Chris Quinn, who, another guy, you know, 40 something years on the job. And when I went there, they told me, when I changed shifts, it says, you two aren't going to get along. <laughs> That's what they told me. Total opposite. Totally opposite. But you know what? We did get along. Peas and carrots. We got along very well. I, I, he took care of me and I took care of him. That's what it was all about. These guys always took care of me. So they've always. When, when you say that, w- explain what that means to you as a chief that your guys who are actually doing the work take care of you. What, what does that mean to you? Like, w- describe what them taking care of you is. Like, what is that? Well, it, it means the world to me. I mean, I. But I'm is not that, gonna, is that last... them just working all the time and not, you know, fucking up at fires when you said that they take care of you? Like, what physically is that? Well,. When I, when I got there, I always, I always, I wrote an email out with my expectations of what I wanted from every company and even the companies around me. So they knew if you come to my fire, here's what I want from you. And they all, they all went by that. Nobody tried to bump heads with me. Nobody, 
you know, and I, I'm sure your email wasn't reinventing the wheel. It was no, it wasn't. It was lines, just throw ladders. Yeah, thing. like I wanted second engine. I don't want second engine to back down and drop a line. Lead off the first engine. I'll tell you, I'd love to see that email. And I said the second <laughs> engine. If you if your second engine, if you if you feel like you got to drop a line, drop a line, and then drop a four inch line too, in case we got to feed a tower line and get off the street, <laughs> because that's the way I felt. And they all went by it. I mean, I had great companies around me. Yeah. I never, you know, I was never given a, even on the third shift, I was never given a hard time, only by a few guys. They really didn't give me a hard time. They just didn't <laughs> like me because I got rid of a guy. But whatever. That's okay. That's another story. But yeah. but as far as the guys, you know, when you put those bugles on, you, you know, those, those whatever, lieutenant, captain, battalion chief bugles, you, you shouldn't expect instant respect. You have to respect them and they'll respect you. And that's what these guys did. I respected all of them. I you know, the guy with the guy, two guys with 40 years, I respected their time. You know, I, you know, I would do things for them. I do anything. I didn't do anything for any of the guys. I mean, my last day, I'm not going to lie to you. I cried. Yeah. You know, it's my last day. I'm like, I'm going to miss all these guys. Give you, I'll give you an example. Chris Quinn, but before Pat came there, Chris, Chris Quinn never wanted to drill, never wanted to do anything out of the ordinary. The last two years that he was chief there, we would go out with these young guys and drill. And Chris was so involved. It was unbelievable. Even he said, I told him, I says, I ain't, I knew Chris for, at that time, 30 years. I go, I ain't never seen that guy do that much shit in my life. He's so involved. That's how, that's how involved he got him to just tell you how good we all got along. I mean, we, we seen what was happening. Me, me and Pat knew we were leaving and within a couple of years. Right. And we seen all these young guys coming in and a lot of them didn't know shit. You know what I mean? They, they, but they came because they wanted to learn stuff. We would go out every time, Pat, every morning we'd go out and come up with some kind of drill. And you'd be surprised even what some guys with some time on a job don't know, you know, and we would do that. Well, and that's the thing. Like that's, and not we made drilling fun. Yeah. Like not, not to get like high roadie about it. Like oh. we, I, who do we, we talked to? Oh, I'll tell you who it was. It was, it was our, uh, it was, it was Galaga. Like. One thing that I've taken um, from from talking to him, he's a, uh, a lieutenant of Cicero. He said, "Make drill pertinent, make it short, and as long as you do that, guys will guys will appreciate it. Like you don't you don't want to spend five hours talking about the fucking nonsense Cleveland drill. Yeah, right. You, know, you right, want right. you want to like make it pertinent, and you want you you want to be quick, but but make sure the guys get the best out of it. And like and and we talked about before, like. If you know fucking everything there is to know about the fucking fire service, retire. Get the fuck out of here. You'll like, never know everything. Yeah, you no. know, like there's guys with fucking forty years on the job. They're they're been around for fucking the world, and they're like, oh shit, I didn't know you started an IV like this. Right. Like it, it, you're fucking learn everything. Every I, goddamn I mean, day. the drills we did were for our own benefit. Like yeah. Pat said, go up there, give me a, give me a, give me open the roof. You know, give me a give me a trench cut, whatever. Whatever. I mean, we pull guys out. We did ridge drills for our own for our own safety. I mean, just in case our guys go down. We even filled the house with how about the smoke bombs that time just to just to give guys an and idea they loved that, it. They that you can't it. see. You yeah. can't see. It. You know, I mean, where'd you get the smoke bombs from, Pat? I bought them. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of our I best. Got them from Indiana. That was one of our best drills. Remember. Yeah. I mean, so, um, they, 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 see, they got I, the, that's they, awesome. Like you got smoke bombs. They, they, they got to realize that you, it takes a lot to drag a fireman out. Yeah. It's not going to be one guy. 
It's right. going to be multiple guys. This is in the real world. This, this is the real world. Happens. A guy with all his gear on, you're going to, we, we put him up on And he's land. usually taken out by his, the guys in his company. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to take two, three guys to get him out of there. Yeah. And you're going to be spent when you get done dragging him. Right. So. But we're talking about companies like 116. They would yeah. do 20 runs a day. Yeah. They still want to drill in the morning. Yeah. Huh? They're up all night. Yeah. Yeah, they run their. So uh, I, I always made it a, a point never to bother them after lunch. Plus, I wanted my nap. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But I never Safety bothered the guys. Yeah, I never bothered them after. And no one ever bitched about drilling. Hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna be paid at this building. We're gonna be paid over. No one cared. We had fun. I mean, we. What what was a, uh, well, Billy? What was a pat drill? Well, we, what, we, what was like a bread and butter pat drill? Like you're, I'm getting in the morning. Uh, we, we, uh, he would call. He would call in the morning. Chief hey, what do you guys want to do today? Yeah. Oh, and we'd ask the young guys, "What don't you feel comfortable doing?" Yeah. Oh, we want to open up a steep peak roof. And you had some some good young guys oh, that yeah, were motivated. Yeah. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were motivated. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to do trench cuts. They wanted to do all the way down to the you know to the knee walls on a roof that's like this. You know? Yeah. And we found out like you had we, more we, than we're not going to mention any names there. who can't do that. You know what I mean? Sure. And he's on a busy truck company and he can't open a roof. I mean. You don't want to find out in a fire. You want to find out now. It just, and I, and we told his officer he ain't going on the roof because he's just not good at it. Either he's not sit, he's not comfortable up there, and we know what we're talking about. But I mean, that's and, how you find out. And so not to, I don't know why I keep on putting in my my two cents nonsense, but um, I, so when I became a fireman, I had two captains that were very important to, to my development. Like as I, I say as I travel through the ranks, but I, I only I got promoted one time. <laughs> but like, if so, one of the guys was a very by the book guy, and he was like, "Okay, you're a fireman, you're a fireman, you're a fireman. Everybody is expected to know how to cut a hole in the roof, how to handle a two and a half inch hose line. Like this, you're a fireman. This is what you do. I plug and play." Any fucking idiot that's here, you do this fucking job and you do it the way that I expect it to. And he was a drill sergeant about it. He was very like, and which I respected. I respected his, um, I respected his his respect of the fire department of of the profession of firemen. I respected his um, his ability to say like, okay, like you should know this. If you don't know it, figure it out on your own. But this is what I expect you to know. Well, and then another. Uh, a captain uh, again these are guys they're they're buggy drivers they were in your a similar position and another captain who was very much like hey like this guy knows how to play video games really well i'm gonna put him on the video game deck gun right. and and plug and play these but like i want to play these guys strengths okay this guy's a big burly dude i'm putting him on a, on a truck position right. like I, I and he was very much like i'm gonna play these guys's advantages and strengths what Pat, what what were you more like? Well, as a how would you how would you describe your your management style? I guess as a battalion chief, I wouldn't get involved too much in their assignments. I would let them assign their own guys. The officer, okay, okay, that was their job to assign their own guys for the day. Yeah, the the uh, position, the company, yeah. the like company, who's officer, on the pipe, who's second okay. up, who's on sure. a hydrant. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, as far as um, when I was the captain of the tower, I played on their strengths. Like I had an excellent driver. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple backup drivers that were really good. Yeah. Then we had a girl come in and um, she had a hard time at the last house. The captain from that house called me and said, oh, this girl, you're not going to like her. 
I'll give everybody a chance. Yeah. That's that's the way I am. Sure. So I didn't tell her that I got that phone call. Yeah. She came in with a little bit of little bit of a chip on her shoulder, but I get it. And uh, we took her out every day and did roofs with her, forcible entry. And I know, you know, I could pick out who had the strengths, who had the weaknesses. And my driver, Kenny Leverance, he was a good roof man. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So I would go up in the, in the basket. I'd stay in the basket and let her let him teach her roof operations. He was a specialist at it. Yeah. Just like when we go to the junkyard, when I was in the 6th Battalion, mm-hmm. we'd go to the junkyard. You know, we'd have... Um, like Tony Bavitis yeah. would be on the tower for a day. He teaches extrication. Yeah. So why am I going to go to the, the right. I'd Who still the go. Am I? Yeah, right. I'd still go and I'd let him run that drill. I interject with little things. I'd interject on with Ken, like Kenny would bring the girl to the roof all the time. And um I would always tell her her what whatever he tells you, you take one step back. Because he was really a good yeah, roof man. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. He was like a spider monkey. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. But he was stuck. And as a fireman, look, looking at it, looking at, like, looking toward Pat, we would know if we were in some place, and, and and we didn't know like exactly what we had up there. But knowing that he's gonna say enough's enough is enough for us to keep going until we hear that. You know what I mean? Sometimes we were always hesitant to come out. Hey, we got this and. He'd be like, no, you don't. I'm looking at it from a different point of view. Say, so it sounds like Pat would kind of, he was good about pulling the reins on you right when you were about 90%. Uh, not, yeah. He was good. Yeah, which was good because we'd always be like, okay, well, if Pat ain't pulling us out, we must be doing good. Or if right. he's pulling us out, we're not doing or good. Or we're close. Or we're, yeah. Whatever. He's going he's gonna to give us a few more minutes before he gets us out of there. You know what I mean? That's, that was always a good feeling. Like we had, we had a fire in Artesian one day. It was a two-story ordinary flat roof. And they had that little vent for the attic mm-hmm. up in the front. Yeah. And the smoke's pumping out of there. And I got on the phone. I got on the radio to Squad 5, and I said, I'm telling you, 6 Squad 5, you better pull some ceiling in the second f- floor. You're going to be out of there because you're, yep. you're losing it. Yeah. He goes, give me a minute, Jimmy McDonough. Yeah, yep. Give me a minute. He started pulling ceiling. All of a sudden, it was gone. Yeah. You know? I mean, they. Th- but you had to identify from the outside, but those guys were, were excellent. Yeah. They really were. I, I had excellent guys. I was blessed. I was blessed that, right to the end. And that's what it sounds like with you. Every every guy that I've talked to that worked with you or worked for you or or um, I've heard stories about you is that, like, you put guys in positions for success. Like, you you never set up a guy for, for failure. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this is a big tubby kid. Like, I'm going to put him on the roof. Like, oh. you, you put guys in the position where he they need to be and they're, they're going to get better at it. Pat, you're you're like the Teflon chief because we've put the feelers out there to find some dirt. It's been clear. Corey came out big goose egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. I came well, out goose egg, but yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's oh, funny. Oh, here we go. I I didn't have time because uh, Danny just told me he's like, ask Tim. Hold on. <laughs> Tim's got the dirt, so Uh-oh. we're gonna have we're gonna well, have to uh, have so, a part two. So if I know, I mean, this is going in part two, but like if if I know my guy Vince over here, we're probably coming to an end to our our first part. If you hang out for a little bit longer, um, what I do want to end with here is well, we've already took our first hour break. We're that's what I'm saying. Forty we'll minutes. Give into, a little break. We're forty uh, minutes into our second hour. This is the first episode. So what I do want to end this with Keep in mind is, that he does not edit. He doesn't do any of this. No, I don't do it. I just tell him what to do. Um, <laughs> but um, I hear that you are a aspiring racquetball player. 
Well, I heard, Chief, you I heard the, new, no? the new thing's pickleball with him. You big pickleball I'm guy. I'm liking huh? pickleball. Yeah. Pickleball <laughs> is still pickleballer. Awesome. I, I played a lot of racquetball. Probably since I retired, I haven't played too much. No, but I do like racquetball. Yeah, where did you get that from? Because who? who? <laughs> we do our research, okay? <laughs> I got from Vince. Who gave him pork chop? I got from Vince. <laughs> <laughs> but pickleball is fun as hell, right? Pickleball is a lot of fun. Yeah, we're. I mean, my daughters they go. Oh, it's an old man's game. No, it's not. No. So oh, said, yeah. whoever low said, impact. What, yeah, low low impact. impact. <laughs> I'm at low impact now. Well, you, you, well, you can have your everyday pickleball player, oh, yeah. and then you Amateur can have the guys up. that were the headband oh. and like hardcore pickleball players. Well, it, Pat, in 34 years, what? Give me like your closest call. What was the scariest thing that happened to you in those 34 years? Besides me being stupid. I'm yeah, sure no. you get. Besides I'm sure you, you're the pucker factor of seeing Billy show up because he. But these all, guys, I put faith in these guys 100. percent Well, has a, has and a I, firefighter your like when you were a fireman? Did you have a close call? This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories brought to you by Chicagoland 1-800 Board Up. Core, you know a lot about Board Up. Man, I am a board up guy from way back then. <laughs> so, um, you know, again, for a lot of you guys that uh, are, are aren't super familiar with what board up companies do, um, post fire, we've got a lot of openings in the house. We got a, a lot of orifices, if you will, orifices, and um, and board up companies show up and they they get you lined up. And these guys at Chicago and 1-800 Board Up are the best in the business, pal. Well, they're all about their victim assistance. So they'll take you from the fire all the way back to bringing you back into the house post-fire. Yeah, it's not just about like fixing the house. It's about helping the, the person that, right. that was just, involved. It's not just putting plywood on your windows yeah. after a fire. It's about taking care of the victims. They have this saying about after the fire, now what? These guys will answer all those questions. They'll take care of everything, but you got to reach out to them. You can find them on Facebook at Chicagoland 1-800-BOARDUP. And if you go to our social media, we have the QR code and just scan that QR code. It'll take you right there. Yeah, man. Um, and on top of fire restoration, they also do water damage, wind damage. Um, again, these guys like pretty much if there's a disaster or if there's something terrible that's that's going on they're going to help they're going to prop you up and help you out in whatever way they can yeah they are they know what they're doing they've had 10 years of supporting the fire service and even more than that of restoration everything else we you went to the whole list on our last episode here about wind damage restoring fine artwork, everything else, anything that you need post-fire, Chicagoland 1-8 Board Up can provide. Yeah, once. Okay. Pretty good one. Yeah. Let's hear about it. I was on Tower 39. I knew, I knew something was in there. Yeah. We just had to dig. I, I, was, to dig. I was the captain. I want to hear this. Of 123? Captain of Tower 39. Tower 39. Same house. Okay. I, I didn't go far. You just crossed the floor. I crossed the floor and everything there. <laughs> I spent a year in Amelon State. Captain of Tower 39, 123 in a buggy. Yeah, there you go. That's like uh, hitting yeah. the cycle. You, yeah, you hit the cycle. Hitting yeah, the did. cycle as a, for the Chicago Fire Department. Yeah. All right, so you're the captain. I'm the captain of Tower 39. We get our fire in the 15th Battalion. I get there, and um, 
go inside. The battalion chief says, oh, we got it. It's just a stove fire. I said, okay. I said, you want me to check the attic? Yeah, just go ahead and check the attic. So I went up to the attic. My, my mask was on, but it was in my pouch. And I put the I put the Heligan bar on the wall, see some smoke. Then I put the Heligan bar on the floor, and it all went to shit on me. I was in total darkness. And I couldn't get to my mask quick enough, and now everyone's come up the stairs. You went up to the second floor? And you just, you just... Went to, up there by the myself, which was stupid. On the floor? And just that little bit that you... Bu- yep. The fire was rolling through. And then we found oh. out there was a fake wall. That there was a yeah, I was about to say, you, you got the... Kind of like your The Billy Heenan factor. Yeah, kind of like the same situation. Well, it's funny you say that because we've had yeah, yeah. a couple guests here who've... Uh, uh, we had Rick Vega who got hurt in an attic fire. That wall came uh, crashing down on him from uh, the fire up in an attic. We've already had Billy. Did Rick story. send you a picture of us or no? What are you talking? Did Rick send you a picture of me and him? When? Recently. No. Do you get a lot of texts from Rick Vega? Yeah. Okay. Do you still talk yeah. to Rick Vega? Yeah. Yeah. We were in Truck Six together. No kidding. Yeah. Truck Six. Different oh, shit. I know where Truck Six. <laughs> truck Six, baby. No, <laughs> well. So you poked the hole, and then it was lights out. But you yeah. walked up there perfectly fine. Clear as this room. And you, you and poked the hole, and it's lights out. Things and went now to you're shit on me so quick. And you're by yourself. Now I'm turned around. So now they all start coming up. I got no mask on now. I was the same. No mask. Nothing. Nothing. You don't know where your way and out is. a fireman is. grabbed my, my boot. So let's go out this way because I was confused. Right. Because yep. yep. it kind of threw me off. Did it hit you? Yeah. yeah it hit me. And I went downstairs. And I was just happy to, to make it out. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if those guys weren't coming up, you would have. You you were lost in there. I was lost. I was lost. Wow. Probably would have been a May Day. I was lost. Yeah. It's a small room. It's like. And we room. thought it was nothing. It's a fire behind a stove. But the f- fire behind a stove was another wall that went up to another room. Right. Well, it, balloon frame. Yeah. Probably yeah. balloon frame. Yeah. yeah. Every every close call, it always starts off with nothing. Everything was fine. Right. I wasn't thinking this everything. This is what I do. It. Yeah. I thought it was nothing. I was just checking for a little fire extension. Sure. You would think that that was your closest call that you had as a fireman? That was it's my the scariest, probably, right? Closest call, yeah. 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 Now, what about as a chief? Would Is Billy's uh, situation up there for you as something where you're like, you second guessed yourself? You're like, well, he sure did yell know, at me a lot. Wow. Yeah, I second guessed myself with Billy. I mean, I, I should have been more, no. Yeah. You should have said somebody else before him yeah. that so was going to listen. Maybe somebody to like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So, well, so in that, that, was in my that situation, Uncle Pat wasn't the move. No. Had to be, I just remember the ambulance door opened Pat. up, and he was very mad. Yeah. And when he slammed the door, I told the paramedic, he was not happy. <laughs> were, you, were you puckered a little bit? I was. Uh, but that's. Yeah. Man, I was. I, well, I, 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 I Listen, I, I yeah. deserved it. I. But that's because you take it personal too. You yeah. do. I, I knew why he was mad. He was mad because I didn't listen to what he said, and I thought I could do something that I thought really I really thought I could do. Yeah. And and like Pet said, being over aggressive sometimes is the worst thing ever. You know. I imagine you were more mad at him, Pat, because you thought that he was going to be really hurt. Yeah, I was yeah. mad at him because I thought he was going to be hurt. Yeah, I worry more not, about not because he didn't listen, but right. because yeah. he put you. Uh, right. Right. I worry more about him. Right. 
and then his family. Right. You know, sure. How am I going to tell his family? Well, these well yeah, and that's just. Well, he didn't want to like, deal, deal with my wife. Well, right. Well, you don't want to deal with Red. <laughs> no, well, that's right. Red? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she sounds like a badass. Oh, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> she's fiery. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, the, and that's just it. Like, you don't. Like, a guy in your position, like, it's. it. What are they going to do? Fire you? Like, it, it doesn't matter what the fuck happened. You, you know, the it's, sick, the sick you're part more about worried, this, like, you're sick to your stomach. You're the like, sick part about it is, hurt my guy. I, I'm worried about Pat being mad at me. I'm worried about Artie because right. I couldn't keep going. I'm thinking he's going to be mad at me now. What the yeah. fuck? And I was going to say, mean? same thing with you, Billy. Like, I mean, you're not, you don't give a fuck about, like, you're like, ah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm worried about The block I'm, went up. I'm, fuck I'm, it. But I'm like, more worried about what the guys are thinking. Well, and you're probably worried about jackpotting your guy. Like, this that's my fucking well, guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, worried and about I, him. And I pulled out I'm, enough rope. I'm worried about Artie thinking, well, why the fuck couldn't you keep going? I'm like, right. man, I was fucking done. I mean, I did did Artie see you take that hit? No, no. He come in the window after I was laying on my back. He's like... Uh, <laughs> Thought you were taking a nap. He's like, get up, hit man. Get up. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> right. I'm fucking the spent. The hitman got hit? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I got knocked the fuck out. Oh, that's a good <laughs> you know one. what I'm saying? <laughs> well, did you ever meet Artie? No, he's a tough motherfucker. No, now he's a man. now he's a badass. Yeah. Is he a badass? Yeah. yeah, U.S. Marine. Yeah, all muscle. Yeah, and he's tough. He's the he, last guy to leave the building. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. he'd probably go on a real podcast. Listen, he's he, not, he, not, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, he's he's he's, got, he's looking right at me in my mask. He's going, "What do you mean you can't go?" I go, "I'm fucking done, man." I go, "I don't know what to tell you." I go, "I tried to get up and I tried to go forward. And I got about four steps, and I'm like." I already I go to fucking heat was coming again. I'm like, I got to get to the window, man. I can't get enough air out of this mask. It was just, it, it, it just not what it felt like. And I'm like trying to pull the air out of the mask. Like I was just hyperventilating kind of like, I, I got to get to the window. I says, well, and again, I think that that's something where like, and, and no one listens to the podcast. Nobody, nobody cares about this podcast at all, but, but Billy's the, family listens to this podcast. Well, Billy's family. Family. And, and, Listen, I just hope yeah. like these podcasts that we talk about, about, whatever Pat says, whatever I say, yeah. that someone learns a little bit of something. Well, well that's know? just it. Like people don't, uh, people that aren't from the fire department don't realize that like, you know, what's going on in your head, Pat, is that like, I'm not going to lose my job. Nobody gives a fuck about what I'm doing. I care about my fucking buddy. Like, He's fucked up, and he almost got worse, and I'm going to have to yell at him because I'm pissed off at him like, right, like right, my fucking right. real brother. And my dumb ass, and, I'm worried about him yelling at and, me. And you're, yeah. well, you're not worried about him yelling at you. You're yeah. worried about, like, did I jackpot my buddy Pat? Right. Like, I should listen. He's my friend, <laughs> and and I I maybe took out too much rope on him, and like and said that I could th- do something that I couldn't do. I'm also thinking, how the fuck did he know not to go away from the window? Obviously, you know he knew. Right. Like, well, it, he's the chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I mean, he, he didn't come to my last day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's very clear how much yeah. he cares, how little he cares. <laughs> hey, Pat, um, you've never lost anybody, have you? No, and that's that is. I was going to get to that. That's the reason I left. I, you know, I left because I never wanted got, to leave with a uh, clean record. I did. I want to leave with a clean record. I never got anybody hurt bad. People get hurt. It's, yeah. it's the business. It's, sure. it's what it is. But nobody yeah. ever got killed. And I felt like that. You know, I, I wanted to leave. Kevin Kirkley told me, "Leave high in your game. Don't wait till yeah something happens." Well, where were you during Ankem and Stringer? Where that was? Weren't you in that area? That's right. That, that, that was Trump thirty. That was. Were, were you truck thirty and uh, seventy two? No, were that, was on the, that was on the southeast, that was southeast side. side. You weren't a boss back. Yeah, then, I think I was. 
might have been the captain you're of the Tower cap- 39. Yeah, you were the captain. I was in Hawaii when that happened. I was watching oh, it on okay. TV going, Holy oh, you're home away, Vince. But, you know, a good chief doesn't necessarily, a good chief is made by their guys. Because right. these guys always made me look good. They would go to the academy in the right uniform. You know, here, Billy every day, I'd go in, right, roll call. Yeah. I'd come in for a roll call, Billy would be in jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, how was your night last night? Oh, good, my night was good. I said, oh, did you have any runs? Oh, I didn't work yesterday, I'm working today. <laughs> So what are you doing in jeans and a t-shirt then? I didn't care. I didn't care if they walked around in their underwear. Because when the bell rang, these guys were going to go work for me go and they work. were going to do a nice job for me. Yeah. They never embarrassed me. Even, you know, you know, people talked to me about that captain I wasn't getting along with. And so that's what you were talking about taking care of you is that these guys would go out and do. They'd go on the limb for me. Yeah. They'd walk through a wall for me. They would. And that's what made me do my job and go to work every day and be happy. And that's why the guys wanted to work for him, like too. the Like the captain that was over 40 years on the job. I mean, he, he was the guy that said, you're never going to get along with him. He made me breakfast every day at the end. <laughs> every day he'd bring breakfast into my room, eggs, sausage. I watched that guy do a 360. I ain't kidding you. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable, man. Wait, so what was he before and what was he after? He was a good guy, but he just like, I mean, before Pat got astray. there. Like everybody's telling out, Pat, you're not going to get along with him. I'm thinking, well... Chris has got certain ways about him. You know what I mean? He's got a ton of time on the job, more than me and Pat. And that's, we had a lot of time. I mean, sometimes you're not going to change some of them guys. Sure. I mean, he did. I mean, mean, here's a a guy that I couldn't tell you the last time he drilled until Pat got there. We drilled every, every fucking day. Billy, I mean, what, what was it about Pat that, that turned him over? You know? I don't know. I, I, I mean, Pat had a talk with him. Come so, on, hey, you listen, know what it is. We, we, we got these young guys coming on. <coughs> you got a lot of experience. Let's, let's, let's work with these guys. And listen, when I was on the squad, we were all in our 50s. Remember that. Most of us. I mean, if they, if they weren't in their 50s, they were close to 50. Yeah. We are the old, probably the oldest squad in the city. And we know, we know we're leaving. And we know guys are coming in. And like 116 completely turned over in one transfer order. We lost all the guys on the engine and got all three new guys on the engine. That doesn't happen at 116 that often. Yeah. Because that's hard. It's a spot they go and don't leave. They don't leave, right. And the guys that were there that all left all had 20 plus years that were pretty much done. I mean, they were a couple guys got promoted, a couple guys were just done. They were they were doing 20 runs in summertime, 26 runs in a day. An engine company. And anyway, like Pat said, you throw a fire or two in there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just the way it was. So we we knew young guys were going to replace us all. So we, Pat was like, we we got to start working with these guys. It was the best thing we ever did. I mean, I loved it. I I loved that one out. And the funny thing about this captain, he was one of my father's firemen too. No kidding. Yeah. So my father always said to you, my father said to me, he says, uh, you're always going to have one problem child in your battalion. <laughs> But I never thought we'd have the same. <laughs> oh, was yeah, cabin. was it? Yeah. yeah. But he, he liked my father, too. But but you but you liked it, too? What's that? You, but you took care of it. Yeah, and I think that I never had a talk with him. I had one talk with him about something at a fire, but I think our thing was I respected him. Mutual respect. I respected his time on the job. I gave him, I gave him his leeway. His I leeway, him, right. And then we clicked. There's something about that mutual respect. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we close this first episode, in, um, yeah, take a little break and uh, 
I'm going to keep you for a little bit longer. Is that right? That's fine. All right. Wait, just go ask your question. Uh-oh. Do your do your thing now. Now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. You are ready. Am I ready? So gun shy. <clears throat> You're not supposed to be ready. Yeah. All right, so... Had a lot of different fire departments, a lot of different Chicago fire battalions. I've asked this question to everyone. What is the best ball bus you've seen amongst all your guys? What's like of all the jokes and the pranks that you've seen? 34 years. You got to have something. You got something. Um, What's the funniest thing? What's the best one? Probably one of the better ones I've seen is... When I was on truck six, engine 13, there was a lieutenant named John Hall. Mm. He was he was insane. Good guy. Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah. Good guy. So we're at dinner, and he's talking about this goose on the roof. So I'm like, he goes, we're going to go up there and get that goose. And he's sitting on eggs on the roof, this goose. So we go up the host tower. We get up on the roof. He tackles this goose <laughs> right on the edge of the roof. He's coming down, down the. You down. were there when he grabbed the goose. Yeah. <laughs> I walked down the ladder ahead of him. I'm like, I don't want to be with this goose. <laughs> so this goose turns around and he's ma- trying to bite him in the face, bringing him down. <laughs> so we had a, a female engineer there, and they had their own room. Mm-hmm. So he puts the goose in the room, in the bathroom. She comes screaming out that there's a goose in the house. And back then, we used to have the uh, on-call 211 chief come at night, mm-hmm. and it was Mike Fox. <laughs> So she comes screaming out. He's down there. He's like, what's going on? She's like, there's a goose in the room. It, it had to fly through the window. Well, the window's got all screens. So we all go up there. We're all laughing. And um, they open the door up, and there's the goose. The goose has its wings spread out, and he's hissing. He's pissed off, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. And Fox is up there going, this is great. So John Hall goes in there. And all you hear is things bouncing off the wall in there. And he brings the goose out. And the goose shit all over the bathroom. It's a thing. So yeah. we think that's the end of the goose. <laughs> well, I get up for a run in the middle of the night, open the truck. There's the freaking goose right there hissing at me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So the goose ends up coming out of the truck and walks down the driveway. I'm sure he went back up on his eggs, but... And then that same guy one day, I'm in bed sleeping, and my door opens up, and all of a sudden there's a bat in my room. Engine 13 was known for having bats on the wall. He threw a bat in the room. Those are those are bad. <laughs> Don't get you. Rabies. Yeah. COVID, dude. Fucking <laughs> COVID. Um, well, that dude, goose, the best? you didn't realize you had a such an experienced hunter in your... Well, he's a hunter, but I never thought he'd tackle the goose on the edge of the roof of Engine 13. <laughs> dude, one of the best parts about... I have to say, just just as a setup man for comedy, um, one of the best things about being like kind of in charge of something is you don't see all the legwork that involves like of somebody grabbing his goose, putting the goose in the in the in in, in the room, and they're like, okay, like how about getting the roof off like, the goose off got, the roof? I gotta get this roof like now they gotta get the goose in the fire engine. Like that'll be a good one. <laughs> like just all the setup. It's it's perfect. It's like it's like a good magician, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun in that house. Yeah, we all went down there together from one twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yes. All right, we got a circle. Sure. Give him a break. Sure. All right. All right. Okay, can we give you a break? We're gonna do part two. All right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
All right, so. Oh, wait, are we doing this right now? Yeah. With Joey on there? Yeah, with Joey on there. Yeah, you can just splice it. You can just splice it, too. This message is brought to you by the Frontline Team. That is who we are. What What makes you guys special? Man, man, I think I think this conversation right now is what makes us special. This is fun. I'm having a good time. Dude, right? <laughs> he never he never doesn't pick up, Vince. He always picks up. This is this is the Frontline <laughs> commercial right here. Dude, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Yeah. Hey, we're we're here to have the team. He he makes it happen, Vin. He thought that this was a mortgage in need. Yeah, and that's why he answered. And the, and the bat phone rang, and he picked it up. This guy does it, dude. You can find the Frontline Team and Joey Matthews at the Frontline Team at NeighborhoodLoans.com. Again, the Frontline Team at NeighborhoodLoans.com. You can only also find them at their ring group, which is 480 480- Eight seven eight one two nine two, um, and again, these are the same old guys you know, right, man? Frontline team understands the schedule, understands your needs, so call in for all you veterans. Uh, Joey Matthews has been making uh, videos, kind of explaining some of the nuances to things that you may not realize you qualify for or you're able to do with your VA loans. So please reach out to Joey Matthews at these numbers. Give it to him one more time, Corey. All right. Again, we've got a ring group of 480-878-1292. And you could always email him at the frontline team at neighborhoodloans.com. Frontline team. Again. At it again. Ring group 480-878-1292. And the frontline team at neighborhoodloans.com. That is who we are. We're back. You were talking about you wanting to be remembered, and we decided to hit the button. So please finish your thoughts. Well, what I I was going to say is not everybody, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, Billy's saying, oh, he was a good chief, great chief. You know, it's not really being a good or a great chief. It's about being successful in your job. And that just doesn't go from, you know, doing that job or it goes from the way you were brought up. I mean, I had a lot of good influences on me. You know, my father, um, I had cousins on the fire department. I had good bosses. I had Kevin Kirkley. I had uh, Muddy Waters, John Waters. I had Donnie Frieza. I had some Pat Donnelly um, and Jimmy Mungovan. So I had a lot of good influences that showed me how to take care of people. So I think that's, what I brought along with me through my whole career. And I wouldn't say great, good chief, great chief. I, I feel like I was successful. I feel like I was blessed. I did the job that I wanted to be. I always wanted to be at 123's house because my father was in battalion 26, which basically covered the same houses. They just changed the numbers. Right. So, you know, when I got battalion six, I felt like, I'm kind of in my father's shoes here, you know, and I, you know, and yeah, the name has been around for a long time, but the name can be ruined easily. And I think that 
you know, the Keyholes took the name and tried to carry on a lot of tradition and pride. Did you ever get a go-to fire with your dad? I mean, you, you were together, you worked together, uh, you were both on the department at the same time, right? Yeah, I did. I went to fires with him. Oh, did that? As, yeah, I did go to fires with him. He was a, he was a boss. How I was, was that? a fireman. I was fine. He acted like he didn't even know me. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's not going to, you know, he never wanted to embarrass me or but nothing. I, I think that from the time that you were a little kid, you're riding with your dad, and now flash forward, you actually have a unique opportunity to actually go to a fire with your father as a fireman. Did yeah, it well, he was, with you? At that point, he was a district chief. Oh, he was that far up. No, deputy fire commissioner at that point. Also, but he would still come to a fire, and he would kind of like... Well, would he come because he knew that you were going to be there? No, he never He never really overstepped his bounds. And I hate to say it, like some people do now, they show up at every fire. Sure. He did not do that. You know, he would go when he was on his duty, his alarm. Even though he would love to, he would lay on that floor and listen to the radio all night. Yeah, <laughs> all those good chiefs if, did that. And if he didn't have yeah. to leave... He would have never left. He was 65 and he, had, he was forced out. Yeah. He would have never left. He was so. one of those bosses that wasn't there if you didn't need him, but when you needed him, he was. Yeah, and I, I, well, and I believe I, he right. did take care, of, take care of people, and and that's what I learned from him and some of the other people I mentioned. I don't remember early in my career the big chiefs ever showing up unless there was a problem. Yeah, they, they never showed up. Yeah, they never they didn't want to come there and tell a battalion chief how to do his job or a deputy chief to do his job. I mean, all of us can agree if we see that buggy show up at the firehouse, something, not, something's wrong. Nothing, right? not good. Right, right. It, but that he's never, watching. Oh, but. thank God the district chief is here. Or but that buggy now in the firehouse doesn't mean what it meant then. Yes, correct. When that buggy showed up at the firehouse back then, you knew we got a problem. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now the buggy shows up like he's here because they come so often. They're so used to him. Right. Uh, it's just, you know. So it was even worse back in the day, huh? Because they didn't. Well, back in the day, if he showed up, there's yeah. an issue. There's an issue. Right. Yeah. Right, right. What What other major changes did you get to see throughout your career? Well, you you came through at the time where you got to see the transition of bunker gear. Yeah. From the. Three quarter boots and the long coat. To actual bunker gear, yes. that was yes. during your time. The SCBA has changed from Scotts to MSA on nine eleven. Wow, they, I didn't know that. That day. was that yeah. day. Mm -hmm. Wow, I was actually on daily that day, and I got rehired to Engine eighty eight, and I had to go to the new mask. Wow, as a, as an engine guy, the best thing they could do was go out bunker pants. My knees were yeah, <laughs> shot. Yeah. What was uh? What was it like? Uh, what was it like working nine eleven that day? You got some time on the job when you. Yeah, it was it was it somber. Was, I worked. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. And then we put. We working too, Bill. Yeah, it was the second shift the, day. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Then we ended up putting a group of guys together. We went down there. So. Yeah. So you, you got you actually got to go to Ground Zero with the fire department. No, we took our own group. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Fire department had their own group, and then yeah, it was there it was were a lot a, of little groups going. How like I thought that was kind how of did screwed you, up. How, how did you pull that off? What? How did you manage to organize this group? And there was weird because there was a captain on eighty eight, Glenn Lyman, and he said to me, "Hey, why, why don't we go down to nine eleven? I said, oh, "Okay, I mean, I'm willing to go. Let's go to New York." And Dude, I, I'm fucking. I called some I'm guys at one twenty three, and then another guy from sixty one, and we put a bunch of guys together, and we ended up caravanning down there that tapping on a. Tuesday, nine eleven, 
we drove down on uh, Saturday, and we stayed till the following Thursday. Did you have to find make some trades and stuff like that? Have I I just happened to be on furlough after that. Oh, okay. After that day, yeah, so some guys did trade. They were trading, yeah. So what what was it like for you guys down there? And like, what did you physically do when you were down there? We ended up uh, first night we got down there. We went to some a fire patrol, and uh, they were really good to us. And then we ended up New York guys. New York guys, yeah. There was a fire fire patrol, though. I think they're they're a little different than the fire department. They go like um, they go like an overhaul and stuff, and they clean yeah, up. Yeah, so like the Asda or the um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what. So yeah. then we ended up staying in some almost like a YMCA. We slept around the pool that night, and then we were um, <clears throat> hooked up with a female captain from uh, engine from ladder fifteen. She actually brought us down in the ground zero. Um, that was the first night. And the next day we ended up going and we ended up digging. And then we pretty much, we Glenn Lyman did, he had a hookup down there and ended up uh, hooking us up with the, with a, with a, uh, with a government agency. And we got badges and everything. And then we ended up going in there and digging with the guys. Did you recover anybody? No, we recovered a lot of fire equipment and we recovered a lot of, uh, some uniform shirts, firemen's hats. No kidding. And any time that a body was found, everybody would stop. They would put the body in a Stokes basket. We'd all back out, and New York firemen would step in. They'd take the body, put a flag on it, and carry it to the temporary morgue. And was that going on pretty frequent while oh, you were yeah, down there? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. And the, the smell of it, the stench of it. I mean, for what you see on TV... Nothing. Really? Nothing. Nothing at all. It, it was devastating. You were doing a lot of just digging with by hands, putting stuff in buckets. and Yeah, bucket brigades. Yeah. Um, I mean, we even said no. We, we Even when we got down, they were like, oh, we don't want to take pictures. And the New York firemen were like, no, take pictures with us. You know, we met that one father down there, Vigioni, I think his name is. He lost two sons. One was a copper, one was a fireman. He was real nice to us. And they couldn't have been, they like opened their arms to us and they're the ones that are having, we would have went down there and we would have down there and, and cleaned their laundry if they needed us to. We were really willing to do anything they wanted us to. Uh, did you have any, was there anything else that you did while you were down there um, outside of recovery and overhaul and stuff like that of the building? No, like uh, ladder 15, that house invited us for dinner. We refused. We're like, no, we're not going to eat with you guys. And then we ended up being put in a really upscale hotel, which was <laughs> was crazy. But everybody was just opening their hearts to you. Yeah. You know, you drive down the street, everybody's waving at you. It was it was a tough time. And I and I really feel for those guys down there because they really it's crazy how, how bad it really was. Who'd you go with? Well, the large group I went with um my old battalion chief, Frank O'Connor. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, what were you at the time? I was a fireman. I won okay. 23. Yeah. Glenn oh, Lyman. fucking 123, Vince. <laughs> Glenn, yeah. Glenn Lyman was a, was a captain of 88. Uh, Jimmy Dunlop. Jimmy Corbett. Um, Chris Arroyo. Bob Fleckenstein. There were a few other guys. There were a couple guys that, uh, uh, they weren't firemen in Chicago, but they had, they had, 
friends that went down with the first group. So they asked, could, could you take there these guys with us? We had a chief in here uh, who went down with Aurora. And he told a story that a bunch of third graders brought them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Really? And he asked the little girl, why, why peanut butter and jelly? And she said, because you guys stick together like peanut butter wow. and jelly. Wow, good one. And I thought that was really cool. They, I made a little thing out of it. I made a video out of it just with him telling that story. And, I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Look, at you guys are, you weren't asked to go down. You were, were under no responsibility to go down. But you felt obligated to go down, right? Right. Like, um, I didn't bring a camera down. Some guys brought cameras, the throwaway cameras. And they're like, oh, you don't bring a camera? I said, I, I don't want, I'm not taking pictures down here. It's disrespectful. And the New York firemen were like, no, you take pictures. You take pictures with us, too. In retrospect, do you think they were right about the taking pictures? That I, I would imagine that they wanted you to have some documentation of this moment in history. A nightmare. That, that, yeah. Like, is it a real moment in history? Yeah, in retrospect, yeah, I think that taking the pictures was, was okay because then you came home with th- something that you could really show the reality of it to yeah. your family. Like, I got a scrapbook with everything in it. And I got a big uh, plastic container with all the 9-11 stuff. What, uh, to lighten the mood a little bit, any funny stories out of there? Any what? Any funny stories out of there when you were down there? Any idiots? Uh, Somebody do some. There was a lot of bar stuff going on. I'll bet. Every night, right? Yeah, nothing funny because you you walked into a bar, everybody's somber, everybody wants to. Was that that the mood the whole time you were down there? Yeah. Just that somber? Yeah, like the people on the side of the road, they're clapping for you and cheering you. Oof. Yeah, and I I really didn't (laughs) like that. Yeah. But you go, you couldn't even buy nothing in, in a bar or in a restaurant. We drove down in cars. We couldn't buy nothing on the way down. We had, we had police escorts on the way down. The only place that wouldn't give us a police escort was Pennsylvania. They met They're us. They're the worst, too. They met us in a, uh, in, a, in a pit stop, and they said, uh, we cannot escort you over the speed limit, but if you speed, we won't pull you over. That's what they said. <laughs> So same, same, dude. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. That was good. Uh, uh, what were your thoughts on that, Billy? During the well, like Pat was saying, it was kind of disorganized where the city did it, and guys went on their own because the city kind of like hesitated a little bit what they, what they were going to do. What's the move? Yeah. How do we handle this? How do we handle this? Uh, who, I mean, like you said, can we send guys? Are guys making trades? Or what? What? I mean, we don't want to deplete what we're doing. Or, Back here at city, so well, we, I got all the way to the academy with all my stuff, pack my bags. We get all the way to the academy, and all of a sudden it's like, no, we ain't sending no more guys. I hear that a lot. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's what we we got stopped. Some of our guys made it, like Kevin Ryan and those guys made it. Eddie Toomey and them guys made it. Uh, some of our half of us got cut off. The so. department was preventing you from going down even on your own time. Well, they were like, uh, we don't want to deplete everybody. I mean, sure. I mean, we, I, they, they really didn't know fair. who was going on in Rome, like Pat said. Right. They didn't know who was going on in Rome. People were putting a shit, you know, shitload of trades in and trying to go. And 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 I will say, from a younger fella, um, I was in high school when it happened. Uh, I remember there, at least from my perspective, there was a real, real world talk that like happened in New York. 
it's going down here. It's just where. And so, like, that's I, a, that was another thing. That arguably, was going on. I, I do understand that. Right. Yeah, I understand position it too. that, like, dude, like, it could happen here, man. Like, let's let's not. They didn't know what was going on because at the time, you know, no one knew, no one was what was going on in New York. You know, so yeah. they set they set a group down. The fire department set a group down. They were all specialized. And training yeah. as so I, yeah, and these so guys were like that. working as right yeah. as an arm of Chicago Fire Department. Yeah, right. Like, I understand. Not like you, you volunteered your yeah. time. I understand how they how those guys were chosen and how they were picked, and right. you know, sure. they're specialized, and and they should have been down there. Right. Let me lighten the mood a little bit more. Um, I've heard at these catastrophe events, and this is from a suburban fireman. I've heard the at these catastrophe events. Chicago will sell, send a group of guys. Hurricane Katrina comes through. We're sending guys. Um, uh, hurricanes in Florida, we're sending guys. I've heard that Chicago firemen are the baddest motherfuckers that show up at these events until New York firemen show, show up, and all of a sudden the Chicago firemen are like, eh. I didn't mean nothing by it. And the Chicago guys, back up. What's your position on that, Pat? Do uh, Chicago I, firemen back down in New York, guys? Uh-oh. I'm going to say no. I honestly think at, at this point there's a That's, mutual respect that. between them both. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you know who Herbie Johnson is. I, I've, yeah. You know, when he passed away, I was a captain of Tower 39 then. And... um they set a piece of the World Trade Center down. Oh. You know, they, they did a lot of stuff for when Herbie Johnson passed away because Herbie Johnson went down there. During and, the... Yeah. During, no, yeah. They, and I don't yeah. know if you know Herbie Johnson. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a character. And he's funny and they all loved him. And, you know, now there's the uh, Herbie Johnson golf outing every year. Mm-hmm. And New York guys come. Yeah. So I think awesome. there's a real mutual respect of them both now. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're pretty equal and in the same... Well, can I, like, I was can I tell to you a story I wasn't trying to make that was told <laughs> by our other co-host here? And we're, we've been trying to get uh, Bob to come in here and uh, with his schedule and everything. We still haven't worked it out yet. But at Katrina, apparently Bob Hoff was there. We sent a contingency down there and those guys got down there and they were supposed to be in these tents. And... They get down there, they work all day, and they're sleeping outside. And Bob walks by, he's like, what are you guys doing? Go in your tent and go sleep. And they're like, no, no, we're, we're good out here, we're good out here. And Bob hears a bunch of New York guys in there where these guys are supposed to be sleeping. And he's like, what the f-? And, you, you know, the Chicago guys didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to be like, well, the New York guys are in there, they're fucking around, you know, do, you know carrying on or whatever. And... Bob goes, that's why you guys aren't in there? He said, hold on a second. So Bob goes into the tent, and I've been trying to get him to clarify this story. He goes into the tent. You hear screaming, and then it's quiet. He comes walking out like nothing ever happened. He goes, you guys are good. Go in there and go to sleep. And to this day, Steve has been trying to find out what was said in that tent because Nobody said a word after that, and these guys went in there and went to sleep. And that is something that I, I've been working on for two years. <laughs> to, to get him here? To, to get that. Well, <laughs> to, to find out that story, wow. to find out what went down in that tent. 
Uh, you want to do a New York versus Chicago story. I want to find out what went down in that tent. Well, the tents were, were true for sure. That was definitely a tent thing down there. So, Well, I think somebody was saying that they were in there playing cards or something like that in the tent that where the Chicago guys were supposed <laughs> to be sleeping. Dude, yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out. I, like, Stay tuned. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I don't believe it, but like, imagine if we're all down there and we're we're hanging out. And, and these guys are in the tent. And but they were working in shifts, and so it got to the time where these guys were done, right. and those guys had, were, for I, whatever reason. I just don't imagine, like... They said it was very disorganized down there. I I imagine, you know, but I, I just don't... I don't... I don't imagine that, like, the boss comes out and talks to us, be like, all right, you guys are good going in. And we're like, oh, okay, and go in. Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I, I don't know if I, you know what I'm saying? Like, Well, Bob Hoff, he, he, might, he might have had a good, he's got a good relationship with New York because sure. he was down 9-11. He was in the main group. So who knows? They, they might know him by name because he does have a good relationship Reputation, down there. Yeah. 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 He's got. You I'll tell you what answer, he's got. You think he would answer his phone right now? I'll tell you what Bob Hoff has a really good reputation with with New York podcasters. All right, that's Bob, we're Bob never going to get him on here talking. if you keep jagging him off like that. <laughs> yeah. He right. loves talking to guys who self proclaim themselves salty. <laughs> let me tell you something about being salty because I was the saltiest. So I, I've been trying to get him on. I I think I texted You've you my anger. Yeah. yeah. So I've been trying to get Bob to come on. Bob to come on. And then all of a sudden, one day I wake up and my phone is blowing up and I'm getting all these posts about Bob Hoff on this New York podcast, Bob <laughs> Hoff on this New York. Oh, I had, I woke up to 20 of these things and I'm like, what? So I sent a message and I, and I sent him a text message saying, I thought that you would want to be on a podcast called Chicago's Bravest Stories before you were on a New York one. And I sent it out. And then as soon as I sent it, I'm like, oh, my God. What did I do? <laughs> was I just being a dick? <laughs> like, I was so salty. To arguably the best commissioner did, in the city. Yeah. And, and I've told the story. And do you reply I, I just I had just come on. And we did the 9-11 stair climb at the Aeon building. I don't know if you've, you guys yeah. have ever done that. But you go up the 80-something floors, whatever. And... I mean, I, I, I literally had, I don't know, a, a, a month or two on the job, and I did it, and I get to the top, and there's Bob Hoff standing there, and he did the whole climb that I just did in gym shoe shorts and a t-shirt in gear, right? He wore his bunker gear up, and he's standing there at the top of the stairs where you finished, and he reaches out his hand, and he goes, you walked all the way up here, I'm going to pull you the last step. Reaches his hand out, I grab it, and he lifts, literally pulls me up last, and he was doing this to all his guys. And I was just like, that's my boss. You know, <laughs> this is my boss. That's my brother, goddamn. This is my brother. <laughs> and that's I, my brother. I just jagged him off on a text. Right. And, I, and that's what's was going back in my mind. I'm like, this is the guy I just jagged off. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, I can't recall it. It's still, it's still out there. It's in the ether. Yeah. He's and, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> he's just buying his time. I mean, he knows. Damn. He doesn't know. He well, doesn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Hoff, I apologize for that text uh, message. Um, Billy, what's your best story hmm. about our guy here? 
Going back to me again? I thought oh, yeah. we were going <laughs> to. It's your, it's your thing. <laughs> Best story. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah. He bailed us out of a lot of stuff, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. What is the... He's going to add it. We already established this. What is the most egregious thing that you stood up for a guy for? What's something where you're like, I shouldn't be this in this position right now? Like, uh, well, there's a lot of days where I didn't think I should have been in the position. Come on, dude. But... What's, like, what's the worst thing that you were like, ooh, I don't want to be on this side of things? Well, I clipped the door, right, coming out of the pedestal. There's worse, but I want to hear well, the listen, story. <laughs> yeah. I clipped the door. Uh, the medic... Not, not to pick on the medics. Yeah, no, I get it. So we had a still. The medics were coming in. As we're going out. And for some reason, I... You clipped a garage door. Tight door? Yeah. Tight. It's not it, tight. <laughs> not tight. <laughs> so not tight. I'm driving a snorkel and the last one out. For some reason, I heard a paramedic yell something. Was that your play you drove, the snorkel? Yeah. So oh, okay. anyway, I heard him yell something. It built on hurling backs. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Right. I, I don't hear what he says. He says, I got the door or something like that. Well, we hit, we have an automatic door opener, which we're allegedly, allegedly having, right? I'm going to hit it on the way out. Yeah. He hits it before I hit it. So when I hit it, it comes back the other oh, yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I hit it with the basket, right? And it's no doubt I hit it. <laughs> so it's clear as day. The, the, the bottom panel's gone, uh. right? So I'm like, fuck. So we get to the, um, we was get it good around there or no? This bullshit fire. I, I tell Patty, go listen. That's I fire. Go, I go, yeah, I go. Patty, go listen. I got some. I don't know how we're going to do this, but I took the bottom, bottom panel out of the door. And when I left, I seen a paramedic scratching his head when the door was going down. And he's like, yeah, well, well, let's, let's go see what it's all about. I'm like, I don't know. It's yet. not so bad. So we get there, and like I said, we end up getting fixed. And I really thought that was, you know, I fucked this up and this is going to be bad, you know. And we got back there and uh, somehow it got fixed, you know what I mean? And Uncle Pat took care of it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, that's <laughs> right. That's exactly what. Uh, All right, Pat. Real uh, problem. I'll give you one. I won't give mention you one. no Again, companies. Cut, no. <laughs> Pat said he'll cut it. Pat said, uh, Uncle Vince said he'll cut it. What's the most egregious thing you're like, I, I should not be in this position to cover this guy? <laughs> well, I had a lot of things happen that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. All right. You got, a whole, you got a whole battalion of knuckleheads. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We got it. Well, one day I'm in, in the buggy and I get a phone call and the guy says, uh, you might want to come over here. <laughs> All right. So I says, okay. So I head over and they say, uh, a truck hit a pole out in front and ripped the whole back end off. Spontaneously, dude. So it I happens. tell him on the phone, I say, listen. This is good. I says, don't tell anybody else. I'm on my way. Shut the fuck up. So I get up. there, and half of the truck is pulled away from the <laughs> from the back of the truck. The overhang. Come on. The overhang. Yep. <coughs> and as I'm sitting there, just pulling up, here comes the deputy district chief. They called They called it in. Jesus. So why on. do you guys call it in? <clears throat> so we go down in the kitchen. He's like, uh, hey, this guy's got to take a piss test. Just hold on a minute. Why? That's, that's, that's a lot. That's of, what you said. You're yeah, a whole hold on a minute. Why? He goes, that's a lot of damage to a vehicle. So we can, Let's just pump the brakes I here. I said, right? we can fix it. Like, we can't fix that. He says, yes, we can. Just give me a chance, okay? Let's just oh, see what man. we can do. This is a go-getter, So dude. we backed the truck in, got the squad, <laughs> put the truck all back together, um, looking good. They already called it in, so someone's coming out. Yeah. 
So we had the running light broken off us. Leave the running light. That's what we'll say you hit. So we leave the running light. Who's somebody? Um, Shop's got to come out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they already called it in. So Shop's is coming out. They want to take pictures. Sure. So we get get a fire at night, and this truck blows its hydraulic line. (laughs) So they end up bringing the truck to the shops. Strangely. Yeah. They bring bring the the truck to the shop's. The shops calls the, the officer on the truck next day. He says, hey, next time you try to fix something, use metal screws, not wood screws. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're got the drywall screws in the frame. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Did you say, I don't this, know what you're talking about? What? <laughs> no, nothing happened to him. Shops that was okay with it. They thought it was kind of. Came through, dude. But that's that's what, because they take care of me, you take care of them. Yeah. I love it. That's a. That's a very PC response. And we didn't say no company numbers, so if you don't cut it, it's fine. Too late now, I'm gone. (laughs) God, you're such a professional. I'm trying to get you a jackpot, you guys. You won't do it. As hard as I try, you won't do it. (laughs) Well, let's end on that happy note. Any last uh, words there, Billy? No, no. That's that's my guy. What makes this guy a a great chief? He let us go to work. Yeah. Hey, I I got one more thing to tell you about. Okay. Do it. Okay. So I didn't like, I don't like sand. Yeah. So my wife and I go on vacation. She takes all these pictures. I'm standing in sand and thinks it's a big deal. So I go back to the firehouse. Will you, will you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. I go back to the firehouse and the captain, the old guy comes in. The, the, the guy who's jagging. He's off duty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He comes in with his dog at lunch. Uh-huh. I walk into the kitchen. He goes, oh, chief, you look tired. You should go take a nap. I'm like, I'm not tired. He goes, well, I'll just go in your room and take a nap. I go in my room, all my furniture's out, and my room's filled with sand. <laughs> a beach chair, beach balls, you know. And one guy said, I don't know if this is a good idea. And the other fireman says, oh, he could pitch and catch. We could do it to him. And I laughed. <laughs> I ended up getting a run, came back, all my furniture was back, not a, not a ounce of sand in my room. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff yeah, up. Wow. Right? Yeah. Can't make that shit up? No. Good guys. And girls. I had, yeah. I had great people. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> I was going to leave it at the other story, but let's <laughs> now I want to leave it at the sand story. Um, oh, it's. Fuck. I want to hear about, about the tattoo, though. We've, we already established it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they yeah. might tattoo alone. Yeah. What does it say on it, though? Do you have a picture of it? Young Guns. What Young does his name say? What's his name? <laughs> I think you got what do you got Bonjourno on yours oh easy oh, 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 easy leave Louie out of this <laughs> see he knows what I'm talking about yeah, yeah no. <laughs> alright well uh, Pat it's been an honor having you in thank you so much for taking the uh, five day trip from the south side <laughs> to, to get here yeah uh, Vince says oh yeah it's uh, indigenous day there'll be no traffic yeah. yo I fucked them yeah <laughs> I, I honest to God, I we're sitting that, we're sitting dead stop. Traffic middle, sucks. at two ninety. I'm going fucking Vince. Hey, but I'm glad I finally got here. I know no I've, traffic tonight. You asked a couple times. Thanks. I did. Yeah, well, I, I mean, don't want to put you on the spot, dude. But I did. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming in. It yeah. was, it's been awesome having you here. Billy said that this would be a great idea. We're like, make it happen, Billy. Well, thanks so, for the opportunity. Thank you, thank you so much, and thank you for 34 years of service, and. Uh, that's it, man. That was Chicago's Bravest Stories, one of many more of these amazing episodes to come. And we'll see you on the next one.
The opinions and views are that of Chicago's bravest stories and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.